Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, From Crisis to Connection. Each week on this podcast, my guests and I will give you and your loved ones resources and tools to heal from the crises of infidelity, pornography, abusive behaviors, and betrayal trauma. But we also talk about how to build and maintain healthy connection in your most important relationships. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. In this episode, we continue our interview with Wendy Maltz talking about the impact of pornography on marriages. In the previous episode, we talked about Wendy's journey from being a a young therapist in training and starting her practice back in the 70s and 80s, where she used to prescribe pornography to couples who were struggling in their relationships. And she recognized over the years the damage it was doing and now is a fierce advocate for getting rid of pornography in relationships and finding true love-based intimacy. And she's written extensively on this and has some incredible resources on her website, healthysex.com. And Wendy Maltz is also an internationally recognized expert on healing from sexual abuse. And she's a speaker and author and just a fantastic clinician. We're just so grateful for her willingness to join us on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, part one, you'll want to catch up with that before you jump into this episode. So let's jump in now to our second part of our interview with Wendy Maltz. One thing I love about your approach, Wendy, is that, you know, because your your own personal journey and professional journey toward understanding the, the harms of pornography was did not come from like this kind of top-down moralistic approach of like, you know, like porn is just bad because it's bad or or God says it's bad, or, you know, it came from really personal experience of just waking up to the realities of it and coming from this observational, uh, scientific, interpersonal experiences you were having to really, to where when you talk about it now, you don't talk about it in like a shameful way. Like people who look at it are awful people and what's wrong with them. It's coming from this place of almost like you probably really ought to think about the impact it's having on you and your relationships. I think, I don't think you'd want to keep using it if you really understood what it was doing to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, you go through a series of questions in your book like five questions that you ask, you have people ask themselves to really self-assess yes. so they can more self-determine what they really want to do with this relationship mm-hmm. to pornography. Right. Can you go over some of those? I love these yeah. questions. Is porn use increasing or decreasing your self-esteem and integrity? Yeah. Is it upsetting or alienating your intimate partner or harming your future chances of being in a healthy relationship? Have you become preoccupied, out of control, dependent on, or compulsively engaged with porn? Four is how is porn shaping your sexual thoughts, desires, and behaviors? No, it tends to take people on a slide into more porn-related sex and violence. What negative consequences could occur if you continue to use porn? So that's sort of very basics, you know. 
your self-esteem, you know, the, the impact on your sexual interests, your partner, your future, your, your body chemistry, because that has to do with that compulsive approach. And on the Healthy Sex website, we have the Hazards of Porn poster that anybody can download that and tack it up on your wall and take a look. We, it, it's sort of like, you know how when you buy a medication, it always comes with a piece of paper that tells you potential side effects. <laughs> this is kind of like I, we wrote up all the potential harmful side effects. The thing is, most people who get into porn on some regular basis will or are encountering some of these already. They're not like, yeah. you don't have to have extreme use to experience you know, tendencies to sexually objectify someone or get into engaging in risky or dangerous behavior, having an unhappy partner, things like that. So it goes through these different hazards. And I, and I do recommend becoming familiar with those because, like I said, it can take you on a slide. And that's the thing. You know, they talk about frogs boiling in water, right? Before mm-hmm. they die or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stay I don't know what that metaphor is, but it's just kind of a yucky <laughs> metaphor. But it's it's true with getting too heavily into porn. You can be swimming around in a lot of hot water and not realize you're about to get boiled to death, you know, from it. Yeah. And um People, like I said, they often don't recognize, like with hard drugs, they often don't recognize that they have a problem with it until they try and live without it. Yeah. Well, and you make such a good point and in the connection to, to drug use that it feels impossible that when, when somebody finds themselves in that position, it, they feel like they don't have a choice anymore. Like the addictive quality that the pornography or the drug has had that they, they feel like they're past the point of being able to choose. But really, in essence, those questions put the choice right back in their lap. And most people, if they're honest with themselves, they do want to have healthy sexuality and, and have it contribute to healthy self-esteem and deeply connected relationships. And when that is what we want, then baby steps are possible toward healthier ways of being and moving away from pornography. That's a really good point. Yes. And I found that a lot of people make a turn in their recovery when they, the way they feel about porn shifts because of that. It's like, instead of, ooh, this is my secret fun life, I'm having a good time in or whatever, it all of a sudden shifts to this has stolen my sexuality. This has hijacked my sexuality. I'm a victim, although that's a really hard place for anybody to get to, to admit. I'm a victim of the porn industry, of the, all the watching and looking yeah. and, you know, training myself duped. to get off manipulated. Yeah. What, what's that? Like I've been duped. I've been manipulated. I've been, I've been duped. I've been tricked. I've been, yep. you know, and... You know, it's like I've been led down this primrose path, you know, of, ooh, you can have all the sex you want. You can have, imagine having sex with anybody, anything, and doing anything, and all this stuff. And then you realize, wow, this has really harmed me. And, and especially, I mean, both men and women, but I find 
it can be a key to recovery for men, especially because, you know, men are supposed, the, the viewpoint is they're supposed to be in control of everything and, you know, and mm-hmm. self-determining and, you know, in charge and all. And it's like, I don't want something else controlling my sexuality. And I'm angry that porn has done this to me. And it, so it goes from that awareness, that shock and awe, you know, or shock, whatever, denial to shock to, you know, oh, my God, mm. this has happened to me to, uh, well, you know, screw this or whatever. I want out, you know, and yeah. the anger and I'm angry at porn and porn is is not the greatest thing. It's actually been, you know, my sexuality is a great thing. And look what it's done to it. And they don't want anything controlling them anymore. Mm -hmm. And especially such an intimate private part of who they are. They don't want anything interfering and damaging their ability to love and connect or be a good role model to their children or work without the fear that somebody's going to see what they've had on their screen at work, you know, and things like this. They, they, They realize, I don't want to be, I don't want my life and how I feel about myself and my future and threatened or harmed or controlled by porn anymore. And so they start when, even when they, if they still look at it, they start, it shifts. You know, you can look at a pat of butter, not a pat, but like a a stick of butter and you can salivate and think, "Mm, I love butter. Butter's really great. And then you find out you have a a plaque problem or a cholesterol problem, <laughs> high cholesterol <laughs> problem, you know, or, you know, you look at a piece of cheesecake or whatever, and, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you realize you have a really serious problem that could kill you. And all of a sudden that stick of butter doesn't look so great anymore. It looks like death wrapped up in a, you know, <laughs> in yeah. something that could make a cookie. And you start moving away from foods that are heavily dosed with, with, you know, cholesterol, with saturated fats. And it's the same kind of thing can happen with porn. And all the, you know, men and women would tell me they would look and they would, you know, maybe initially they had some envy about the people in porn that they seemed like they were having such a good time or really getting it off or really, you know, going at it. And then all of a sudden they'd look at them and they'd go, that's a fake smile. Ooh, that's probably hurtful. Or they didn't use any protection. What about sexually transmitted illness? Or nowadays, you could get COVID from doing that. <laughs> you know? and, and all of a sudden yeah. you sort of see the things that you had blind spots before to, and it becomes, or boy, I just downloaded this one thing and now I'm getting, you know, 20 things in my inbox encouraging to me to watch more of it or all of a sudden stuff is popping up in pop-ups I can't get rid of. And you go, they're coming after me, you know? Yep. And instead of, wow, thanks for showing me something else I can look at, it becomes, I want this stuff clean from my computer. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. It's and that shift in consciousness. Yes, that is worth more than you know a hundred sessions in therapy. Right, because so many mm-hmm. times it's just about behavioral control or just trying to you know get people to behave, and that's not where the change happens. Right. It's yeah. It's on this le- this more conscious level, this more like choice level, 
And like Jody said, like so many people start out feeling like they are totally powerless to choose. And a lot of them, their ability to choose is diminished if they are Mm -hmm. truly caught in this psycho, bio, whatever, social kind of dynamic. But the good news is, is with questions like what you're saying and and treatment and, and education and practice, they can learn, they can come out of this. It's not a life sentence at all. Yes, exactly. And I've talked to many people who've come out of it and are so grateful they have. Right. And um, those shifts can happen and you can make changes, you know, and I, I often encourage people to think back on some things behaviors they were doing or things that involved, you know, what they ate or how they exercised or what, and things that were harming them. And then they made a choice and a change. So you do, every one of us has some history with making healthy, positive changes. That's and right. so to emphasize that and realize you have the ability to do that can be very important. We haven't even talked about partners yet, right? And the intimate <laughs> partners. And there's so much of the equation of what's when someone's in a relationship about what's going on. And, you know, I, I think the point I want to make there is one of the things that impacted me also about the, the harmfulness that porn can bring is the incredible pain that the intimate partners absolutely felt and how it damaged their self-esteem and their trust and their sense of security and their feelings about themselves as a sexual person. So it's like more than secondhand smoke. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, so true. It goes right to the core heart of, the importance in a relation of what's core and finding out that their partner, the porn user or the who's tied in with it heavily, that their love or caring or their relationship is is not strong enough to compel a change. I think oh, that, I was, know. that was one of the hardest things that I heard was the pain. Yeah. It's sort of like, is more he or she, the porn user, is more emotionally loyal and physically loyal to the pornography than to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't emphasize how much that hurts to someone. Yeah. It's if people t- described it as like a knife stabbed right into their heart. And mm-hmm. uh, I felt so much for partners of porn users. And uh, I mean, when there was healing and they rebuilt trust and you know, they got, and porn was out of their lives. It was just like a whole, you know, it can, that can be done too, besides individual healing. Relationships can heal, but, you know, to, it's, it's a heavy duty thing to have to go through to rebuild yeah. trust and then go, well, is this person still doing it or not, you know? And but I'm glad, I'm glad you frame it that way, Wendy, because I think so many people, I mean, any person, mostly women that I work with who might be listening to this would think like, yeah, no duh, it's a heavy duty thing. Like they understand the impact on them, but sometimes it gets so minimized by the person that looks at the porn. They think, well, I'll just stop doing it and it'll be fine. But they haven't even woken up to the reality of all the collateral damage they've created. And then sometimes therapists and clergy and family members can play into that, you know, that the minimizing And then the partner can feel like she's just crazy or like she's just high maintenance Mm -hmm. or she's too sensitive 
And none of that's true. So I really appreciate you giving voice to that because we've had dozens of episodes on this podcast with other people telling their stories and talking about the impact. And so it's just nice to hear another voice. And yeah. I, I know I know we we need to wrap this up here, Wendy, but I'm, we're having such a great time talking to you. I, I mean, if you're open to it, maybe we could do another episode on the impact on partners and talk more in depth about that. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't want to short sell that. I, I want them to have their their moment too, to talk about this from your perspective, because what you offer is so valuable. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, no, I'd be up for that. And maybe we could, if you wanted, we could combine it with talking about some of the touch exercises and reconditioning sexual intimacy that couples, individuals and couples can engage in. And even for people who aren't in a relationship yet, being aware of these, you know, uh, can be really beneficial to motivating to move away continue to move away from porn or to have the skills to connect in a different way and and have a a good sex life and an enjoyable, passionate sex life for years to come without porn. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that would be fantastic. Well, I think for so many betrayed partners, the idea that they could have that in the future just seems like such a dream. I mean, like a (laughs) impossibility. So I love that. Yeah. But you're just, you know, you're just connecting all these dots here, Wendy. You're saying, yeah, let we can talk about the impact on partners, healing, bringing in the couple's piece, and then reintroducing touch. So that's not just, well, he stopped and she stopped crying. So now they're fine, right? right. It's like, no, like, let's bring them together. Right, right. Yeah. That brings you more to square one to, okay, yes. yeah. meet each other without porn. let's let's see what's there let's see what's there and move forward and yeah yeah Yeah, that's our biggest desire is to help couples come back together Mm -hmm. from that crisis to connection that's the name of the podcast obviously we just really want couples to know that they can go beyond just stopping a harmful behavior that there is a whole life of connection Mm -hmm. available to them and they need ways to do it so thank you for that offer we'd love to have you back and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll set that up and finish this conversation but i I just really appreciate you being so open and free with your own journey because it's so unique and where there's so much controversy in the field and people get hung up on terms and split hairs about porn and this or that. I just really am so refreshed by your clarity around this from your own personal journey where you're just saying, look, guys, you know, I've got a lot of credibility in this field and people, you know, take me pretty seriously when it comes to sexuality. And I'm over here saying, look, this is not good for us. <laughs> so your voice is it weighs very heavily, I know, in in, mm-hmm. in our field. And so I, I'm grateful that you've you've spoken up and really let other people understand from a really clear and educational standpoint what the problems are with this. It's hard to argue with. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll have you back and we'll link to all yes. these resources, the hazards poster. articles and we'll get people loaded up with resources but we look forward to having you back wendy thanks so much great thank you my pleasure if you want more information on wendy malt and the great work that she's produced you can find her on her website healthysex.com where she has lots of podcast episodes free articles posters videos and more to help people overcome sexual problems and develop skills for love-based sexual intimacy We're so grateful Wendy spent time with us on this podcast. And the exciting thing is she agreed, as you heard, to come back for another episode where we will talk about the impact on betrayed partners and how betrayed partners can start to reclaim their own sexuality. 
and we're excited to share that episode with you in the future. In the meantime, if you want additional resources and support, you can also visit fromcrisistoconnection.com where we've got a free guide on how to end marriage conflict. Just give us your email address and we'll send you that free PDF. And there's also online courses, past episodes of this podcast. And then of course, please check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and leave us a review and a rating for the podcast. We love to hear the feedback. We love to know the difference it's making in your life and we'll respond to you. So please reach out and let us know what you love about the podcast and any suggestions or input you might have. It's what makes this podcast so much better every single time because of the great feedback and support that you give it. Thanks so much for listening and we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you.